Hey family, welcome back to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. As you know, I'm your host, Cloyd Brown, and I'm excited about this week. I hope everyone is doing well. Thank you for coming back. And let's go ahead and get started. Uh, the past few weeks, I have been dealing with topics and and creating titles for the podcast via the uh, the album Make Room by Jonathan McReynolds, and it has really been blessing us, and it's been a blessing to me at least. If it has not been a blessing to you, it's definitely been a blessing to me. And so uh, what I wanted to really get into, uh, something different tonight, and it's not that I'm ready to leave uh, the album, but I felt like that there was definitely a need uh, for me to expand on something else uh, just as I was praying and I was uh, spending time with God and meditating on what we would speak about this week. Uh, something else uh, came to my heart and something that was pressed on my spirit that I really felt like that needs to be talked about, needs to be addressed. And so uh, that's what we're going to do today. That's what we're going to speak on. So uh, I would like to talk about uh the week this topic is your name what's your name and uh i'm coming from one of my favorite scriptures and one of my favorite scriptures but i want to do a different viewpoint on it and so one of my favorite scriptures is going to be found in the book of genesis uh open your bible and you'll see it right there at the very beginning a book of genesis found in chapter 32 starting in the 22nd verse, and I want to read it, and I'm going to read it, uh, and we're going to read down, we'll read down to the 30th verse. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions, so Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip, hip rather, so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man, as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let him, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face and yet my life was spared. Our key, our focus scripture is really going to be found in the 27th verse where the man asks Jacob, what is your name? And I've heard this, I've read this a lot, I've heard this preached about a lot, but I really want to just take a second to really just open this up and open up this subject. Uh, One of the reasons why I was using Jonathan McReynolds' CD, because I felt like that, it gave us an opportunity, gave me an opportunity to share and speak and for you to take in and listen and meditate on some real life things that we have going on. And oftentimes when we look at uh, things that are going on on in our lives, we only look at the external things. And I said this last week, but a lot of the time is that the things that affect us most, most are internal. 
It is easy to ignore external things, but it's hard to ignore internal things. It just is. It is for some reason the things that are not for some reason, but it, because it's in our head, because it's, it's our voice that's speaking it, because it's our doubt, because it is our uh, negativity, because or or positivity, whatever is going on in our head, whatever we speak to ourselves, the things that we speak to ourselves really resonate in our spirit more so than the things that we hear externally. The things only bother us externally when we take them in internally. And so once we begin to hear those things internally, we begin to uh, repeat them. We begin to say those things and we begin to become those things. And that's kind of where we want to start off for this, this podcast. I want to give you a little background on Jacob. Jacob uh, is now, he is the son of Isaac. Uh, and he's the son of Isaac and he has a twin brother, by the name of Esau. And so throughout Jacob and Esau's life, there was, well, really between uh, Jacob and Esau, there was this struggle. And what the ironic thing is that Jacob's name means supplanter or heel grabber. Uh, And so the reason why that name has importance is because in in the time of the Hebrews, in the Bible days, you didn't just, they didn't just give a name. So we, the, the, every name had purpose. So you just didn't get a name and it was just like, oh man, I like this name. So I'm going to name them this, but the name had purpose. So when Jacob and Esau were born, Esau was coming out first, but although Esau was coming out first, Jacob was grabbing his heel. So the name Jacob means heel grabber or supplanter. And that the thing about it is that when Jacob and Esau were, were in their mother Rebecca's womb. It said that you have two. It was said that she has two nations warring inside of it. There's two nations struggling, and there's so much. There's so much symbolism. It's so it's so important that we hear that that is two nations struggling inside of her, and I believe that Jacob and Esau are uh, synonymous. Not synonymous, but they are are metaphors. They they are. They are they are something that we can find in ourselves that we are generally off. There's a war going on between us. It's a war going on between. Ironically, this came because I was listening to a sermon by Michael Todd today, and he was saying that there's always a battle going on. There's always a choice that we have to make between the sin man and the spirit man, and we have to realize that that that's 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 that struggle. And but not to say that Jacob was, was the spirit man, but is that we have an internal struggle. Uh, in Romans chapter 7, Paul says that the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I despise, that's what I do. Because this is always an internal struggle that we're going through. But I don't want to get so caught up in that. I want to talk about from the point of what is your name? Because Jacob, he is named uh, Supplanter. He's named Jacob because of something that he did coming out of the womb. And from that point forward, as he began to name, he was named that, he began to become that. And so there's things that happen in Jacob's life where he, he, he tricks his brother out of his birthright. And you, nowadays, uh, you couldn't really trick somebody out of their birthright. But basically, 
in those days, having being the firstborn meant something. It means you got the best blessing from your father. It means you got the best inheritance from your your, your parents. And so he tricks Jacob. He tricks Esau out of his birthright. Uh, then he tricks Esau out of his blessing, which technically the blessing belonged to Jacob anyway. If you if you're following the fact that Esau sold his birthright to his father, his brother, but that's beside the point. And then he he ends up he ends up going through this life where he's he. He's a trickster and he, he's, he's conniving. And some people would say he was a hustler. So he hustled things. He hustled his way to success. And but I wonder if he was never called this thing, if he was never called the heel grab, if he was never called supplanter, if he wasn't spoken this thing, would it have become his nature? Sometimes the things that we, we call ourselves or the things that we call people, that the things that we speak on people, they become that person's nature. They become our nature. So if you begin to say that I'm dumb, I'm so dumb, I'm not smart, I'm not smart, that becomes your nature. And you begin to begin to speak those things. And the Bible says speak those things that are not as if they, they were or they, if they, they are. And the reality is that the things, and, and I'm not saying that, that we have to have all these positive affirmations and things of that nature. But what I am saying is that there is power in what we call ourselves. There's power in what we say to ourselves and in the, the deep re- recesses of your mind. And, and it's the fact is that the, uh, the Bible says that as a man think of, so is he, the reality is that if whatever you think, whatever you say in your, your, your mind, the room of your mind, whatever you begin to say to yourself, that's what you become. If you if you begin to say that I, I'm, I'm, I'm nothing but a failure or that I'm not going to be successful and that I'm going to be stuck in this, this dead end job for, for, for the rest of my life or I'm never going to get my degree or I'm never going to do this, this and that. You begin to believe what you begin to say about yourself. So that's why you have to be careful what you speak on people. Uh, one of the things that I, I, I always pray that nothing that I've said, nothing that I've done causes someone else to to stumble in their walk because I, I that's important for me because I don't want to be the reason I don't want to speak something on to somebody and then they become that thing especially if it's a negative thing if it's a positive thing it sounds great but we, we there, there are things that we when we speak things on to people the thing the way that we speak to people if you call them uh, things in a derogatory term and whether whatever it may be and then you have to wonder if down the line as, as they get called this enough do they become that thing do 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 do, do you put them in a complex to where they they begin to say it to themselves and so and if you if every time you see this person you say they're ugly they're ugly they're ugly or every time you see them it says that 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 even if they're, they're not fat or they're, they're not skinny or they're not too skinny but let, let's just use the word let's just use the the the, the moniker fat so if every time you see a person, you tell them they're fat, they're fat, they're fat, or when you see them that they need to, they need to eat less or this, this, and that. And the reality is, in the grand scheme of things, they are a healthy weight. But if they continue to hear that, and then when they begin to look in the mirror, they begin to say the same thing to them, that they begin to say that they're fat, they begin to say that they're unhealthy, that they begin to say that they're a slob, they begin to say that they're ugly, and they begin to take that thing on. And now... They no longer like who they see in the mirror. So now they have to, they, they're now struggling trying to become something or to shake off something that they really, they really never were. 
They really never were fat. They really never never were was ugly. They never was a slob. They weren't living unhealthy. But then sometimes in the effort to be quote unquote healthy, to be quote unquote in shape, to be quote unquote well put together, you try to get it through unhealthy means. And just imagine the person that that struggles with uh, uh, eating disorders, the person that struggles with with body uh, images and and that, that, that when they look inside the mirror, they don't like who they see. And this is not something that that is that is born out of naturally, but it comes from being called a certain thing, whether it's from your internal mind or from the external people around you. And. This is this is what we have with Jacob. Jacob is now looking in, and he says, he says, my name is Jacob. My name is Jacob. But here comes God and says, your name shall be no longer Jacob. You shall no longer be called Jacob. You are not what they told you you were. And that's what I've come here to tell you, beloved, is that you are not what they told you you were. You're not even what you told you yourself was. I'm here today to free you from the trap of your mind that, that speaks all these negative things to you. Every time you, you, you get in your head and every time you get an idea to do something and now you're in your mind and you're saying, I can't do it. I'm never going to be this. I'm never going to finish a degree. I'm never going to go back to school. But what I am telling you, beloved, is that you can do it. You can, you can, all you have to do is take it one step at a time and tell yourself that you can. I, I, I want to quote, quote this right, uh, and I can't remember who said it. They said that the person that says they can and the person that says they can't are both right. The reality is that if you begin to tell yourself, hey, all the, 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 let me take it one step at a time. So I'm now speaking to the person that's, that's trying to go back to school. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on that first. The first step is say, hey, I want to go back to school and I'm going to do it. The next step is to fill out the college application. The next step, if, you have to, if you've already had credits, to get your credits transferred. The next step is to, to, to send the application in and hope for the best. And then after that, then, then you get accepted. Then you sign up for a class. And maybe it's a one class at a time. Maybe it's two classes at a time. But if you begin to tell yourself on each level that you can do this and to follow through with action. You can do this thing. I told you that this is something I have experience with. In uh, 2006, I left uh, Fort Valley State University, uh, uh, where I, I learned a lot from Fort Valley State. It's a HBCU, and I, and I and I will always my heart is always Fort Valley. My heart is always Fort Valley. I will always be a Fort Valley State Wildcat. And so I left there with my degree incomplete. I joined the Air Force. I'm embarrassed. And it's, it's hard for me because I felt like at the time I felt like I had failed. I felt like I did not complete the task that I set myself for. So I go and I, I spoke about this before in a uh, previous podcast. And so I go and join the Air Force. And the beauty of the Air Force is that they have they give you opportunities uh, like no one other. And so they uh, they pay they pay for your school. It's called tuition assistance. And I am now in waiting to get in and so I mean so but there was a time where I didn't think I was gonna go back one time I, I was complete and so I can tell you now I can tell my story now the fact that I that I did go back in school and I did complete it but it did but for a while I felt like it was a, a failure but the first step really was to apply the first step is to find a school and apply the second step was to actually send the application in and do everything I need to do 
to be successful. And so some of it was, okay, I need to apply. Then I need to go to school. And then I need to, to, to take time to study. And I need to do the things to help me complete this goal. But as long as I said to myself that I couldn't do it, as long as I said to myself that I'm getting too old, as long as I'm said to myself that, well, I got a career and it's doing okay, even though I'm not satisfied in what I'm doing, and even though I'm not, I, I don't feel complete because I did not finish my degree, even though I, I, I know all those different things, I begin to become complacent in where I was at because I had convinced myself when I was too old, I was getting too old to go back, uh, that I was never going to be able to finish, and that I was, that, that, I, was just, I had just failed, and I had to just take the failure on the chin and keep moving. And if, I, and, if I, and if I had listened to that self, if I had listened to everything that I began to tell myself what I was, that I began to tell myself that I was a failure, that I began to tell me that I was a, say that I was a college dropout and that I would never go back, if I began to listen to that, but the moment I stopped listening to that voice and I began to listen to the voice of God and when he is saying that you shall no longer be called a failure, you shall be a success because you have learned from your failure and you have learned to pick yourself up and move on. You shall no longer be called a failure. I don't care what it is that you're saying to yourself. What I am telling you now, by the, by the authority of God, you do not have to be that thing. And I, I am taking the liberty and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, you are no longer that thing. The moment you decide to get up and you wrestle and say, God, I need something from you. And I'm not letting you go until you bless me. I need to change my mind. But the only way that I can change my mind is if you help me change my mind. I need you to rename me, God. And I'm not saying that you have to, if your name is, if your name is Monica, you need to change your name from Monica. I'm not saying any of those things. What I am saying is that it's not your name that needs to be changed. It's just the way that you think about who you are. What is your name, beloved? What is this? What, what is it that you call yourself when when you're in the recesses of your mind, when when no one else is around, when you're just sitting back at the house and you're watching TV, you're reading a book, you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, when you're driving down the road. What is it that you call yourself? What is it that 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 you, that you say to yourself when it's just you and God? Is it is it failure? Is it overweight? Is it is it is it too skinny? Is it poor? Is it ugly? Is it is it is it sinner? Is it is it a derogatory term? Is it sex addict? What is it? What is it that you call yourself? What is your name, beloved? What what is it that you call yourself? What is it that you that people have called you that you have begun to take hold of? And I, I want to keep this a PG and a G-rated podcast so what is it what is the thing that 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 you've been told what what is it that 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 people have told you who have called who's called you a garden tool and now you begin to call yourself a garden tool who has begun to call who has called you a a female dog and now you have accepted that as a female dog yes that, that your name is female dog who has called you a deadbeat and now you've accepted that you that, that, that that's who you're going to be? Who? Who has called you this thing? And now that's what you call yourself. I, I am by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to release you, beloved, and say that you are not that thing. You don't have to be that thing anymore. You don't you don't have to be the liar because that's what they called you. You don't have to be no good because that's what they called you. 
You don't have to be the thug because that's what the media called you. You don't have to be those things. I am telling you, you are no longer that thing. You don't have to be what they called you to be. You are no longer Jacob. You are Israel because you have struggled with God and with man and prevailed. What I'm telling you is that after everything that they called you and everything that you called yourself, you're still standing here. You're still here and you still survived. So you don't have to be that thing anymore. I, I know that, that, that your, your family has a history of this and your family has a history of that. But you don't have to be what they told you have, that, that you're going to be. I know someone told you that you were just like your no good daddy, but you don't have to be that. I know that someone told you that you were a garden tool just like your grandmother or just like your mother, but you don't have to be that. I know that you feel like you made one mistake and you have been, been relegated to that one mistake your whole life. You, let me use something simple. I'm going to use something very simple. Maybe you cussed somebody out one time and now they've labeled you as a cusser. That you curse somebody out. Maybe that maybe you were in a situation where your emotions got the best of you, but now they called you an angry black man. Maybe you had a, a place where you were right out of a bad relationship, and now they call you a bitter black woman or a bitter woman or spiteful. Whatever they called you, beloved, you don't have to be that thing. I'm, I'm telling you, I know it seemed like I'm saying that thing like, as a broken record, but you don't have to be what they told you you were, and you do not have to accept what they told you you were. You now have the choice to accept what God has called you to be. You are no longer Jacob. You are now Israel. Your name shall no longer be Jacob. You are no longer what they told you you were. And in fact, so that you remember this moment, I'm going to give you a limp. Yeah, yeah, that, that is what happens is that, that, that he gets a limp. So from now on, and then he later on, it said that he builds an altar. An altar to me is just a mile marker to say this is where at this juncture is where I stopped being Jacob and I became Israel. At this juncture, I stopped being, allowing myself to be a, a garden tool and I became a, a, a woman. I, 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 I took on a woman, that I'm a woman of principle, even if everyone else said that I wasn't. At this point, I became a good father. At this point, I became a good man. At this point, I stopped being a dog. At this point, I stopped being a female dog. Is that... Uh, you don't have to be what they told you you were going to be. You don't even have to be what you told yourself you were going to be. You just have to, you have to begin to realize that your name is no longer that thing. You are no longer Jacob. You're no longer that thing. And you don't have to be that thing. But... I believe that there are people that are walking around struggling. And I told, and a couple of weeks ago, we talked about comparison kills. And, and because you didn't compare to this person, you called yourself dumb. Because your intelligence didn't, didn't, didn't stack up. Because, because you're, you're a different kind of boyfriend or you're a different kind of husband or you're a different kind of girlfriend or you're a different kind of, 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 of wife. And because you don't stack up to, the, to, to what, what this person is as a wife or this person is as a husband. You have now defined that you're not a good husband or you're not a good wife or you're not a good girlfriend. You're not a good boyfriend. But that's not. No, you are not that thing. 
Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your relationship. Maybe your relationship, maybe your marriage doesn't look like everyone said it should look. Oh, man. Okay. Maybe, yeah, just maybe you don't want the things that everyone else wants. And someone told you that if you don't want these things, these are the things that that a person should want. Maybe you maybe you're supposed to want children. Or maybe you're supposed to want to get married or maybe you're supposed to want a good paying job. Or maybe you should want to be an entrepreneur or maybe you should do this, this, this and that. And somebody has relegated you because you don't want the things that somebody told you that you should want. That there's something wrong with you. That you're less of a man, that you're less of a woman, that you're less of a uh, you're less of a family, that your marriage is less than than than, than what somebody else's is, that your your relationship is less than what somebody else is, that your your ambitions are, are low, and all these different things. People have compared you, and then because when you stacked up to this comparison, you didn't fit there in in in, in, in this perfect little box that they told you that this is what you are. And they relegated you because you didn't compare to someone else. That's, that's, that's what they told you. But that's not, that's not the case, beloved. That, no, no, no. Because you, just because you don't compare, just because you don't fit some, some societal perfect box and, and, and you check all these boxes at this certain time because you didn't, have a, you didn't want to have a child, because you didn't want to get married, because you didn't, want to, you didn't want to risk and be an entrepreneur, but you enjoyed working for this company because, because, because... You are not relegated to be a second class anything because you don't compare. You are no longer Jacob. You are Israel because your experience with God and with man has shown that you have survived and you have prevailed, beloved. So what if you don't fit this box? So what if you don't fit this circle? So what if if, if you don't walk like everyone else? That doesn't mean that you're anything, anything less than what you are. But what you're not is what they told you you were because you didn't fit in. We have this idea of normal and abnormal and and and. and and, and above average and average and, and yeah that works for test but that doesn't work for life yeah it, it works for test it, it, it works but we weren't made to, 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 to fit in into this, this classification we weren't made to fit into that and so if I compare you to this classification which you were never made to fit in if I say that you're that you're average size for, for, for a woman. What does that even mean when, when the fact is that, that God made everyone in all shapes and sizes? And, 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 and I said that you're average intelligence. And I said you're average this and average that. But what does it mean if we all have different levels of intelligence, but different levels of expertises, uh, and we have different desires and different, the way we look at things different. We, our perspectives are different. And all these things are different. But if I measure you, ah, here it goes. When I was, I was watching this video, and I saw that if you measure, if you, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, so I may get this off. But if you put a fish on a tree and you, and you judge it on its ability to climb the tree, the fish will always fail. And what I'm saying is that what they told you you were based on their level of judgment or their level of assessment is not who you are. You are not Jacob anymore. 
you don't have to be relegated to what people's thoughts of you are. Should we work, concern ourselves with what people think? In a certain way, yes. But they sh- it should not control who we are. It, it doesn't control you. Just because you don't respond the way that I respond, just because you may not know as many scriptures as I know or, or can, can, can quote as many scriptures as I can quote or... Just because a person can't, I can't speak or preach as a good, uh, as, like this person, or I don't have the, the theological depth as this person, it does not make me any less of who God called me to be. And if I, if I hold myself to this standard where I need to be like this person, or I need to be like that person, or it needs to be like this or like that, then... I never really experienced who God called me to be. I never get to experience what God said I was to be. And beloved, you are not what they called you. But that's not the problem. The problem is, is that not, it's not what they call you. It's what you call yourself. What is your name? My name is Jacob. I am everything they said about me. I am a liar. I am a hustler. I am a supplanter. No, Jacob, I need you to stop saying that about yourself. This is, this, is, this is what's between the lines. What God is saying is that I want you to stop saying, stop calling yourself what they told you that you were. I need you, young girl, to stop calling yourself and living in the manner and what they told you that you were. So one day you made a mistake and now you're relegated to the term of being a garden tool. And what I want you to know is you don't have to live in that realm. You don't have to call yourself that. So when I ask you who you are, you don't have to say my name is garden tool. No, no, no. Now, I'm not saying that you would come out and say that, but you may think it. No, you don't, you, you're not relegated to that name or you're not relegated to that lifestyle. No, I'm telling you, you're not that. Young man, you're not what they told you you were. I know they told you that you were a liar and that you were, you were a dog, but you, you no, no, you, you, you don't have to you don't have the answer to that. And you don't do more importantly, you don't have to call yourself that because you begin to say, maybe I am a dog. Maybe I, maybe I am a liar. Maybe there is no truth in me. Who, who I am? Who am I? I, I, I thought I was truthful, but maybe, maybe I am a liar. I thought I was a good man, but maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not a good man. I, I thought, I, I thought I was doing good, working at this nonprofit and helping people, but you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe I am just a robot working in the system. That's what they say. They, well, if you don't want to be an entrepreneur, if, you, if you're not working for your last name, 
then you, you're selfish. No, maybe, maybe I am selfish. Maybe, 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 maybe what they said about me is true. I, I didn't, I don't feel like a liar. I didn't think that I was a liar. I thought I was faithful. I thought I was a good woman. I thought I was a good man. But maybe, maybe what they said is true. See, this is what happens is we begin to, we begin to struggle with it internally. We begin to have a war internally about who we are. And we have two voices. We have the voice of God saying, you are no longer going to be called Jacob. You are Israel because you survived. Yeah. But then we have another voice on the other side saying, you're a liar. You're a garden tool. You're a female dog. You're a dog. You're unfaithful. You're stupid. You're fat. And the challenge is, which voice do we listen to? Do we listen to God saying, you shall no longer be called Jacob. You shall no longer be called garden too. You shall no longer be called female dog. You shall no longer be called liar. You shall no longer be called unfaithful. You shall no longer be called these things. Or you shall be called survivor because you've been through so much but you survived. Or do the sad other voice. Yeah, maybe maybe I am everything that they said about me. Maybe I am these things that we begin to say it to ourselves. And we begin to talk to ourselves and we begin to say it. We begin to look in the mirror. And then we begin to live that thing. Well, if the world sees me as a thug, well, they're going to get a thug. If, if, if the world sees me as a liar, well, I might as well lie to my benefit. Yeah, yeah. If, if this is what the world's going to see me as, I, might, I, I should go ahead and just steer into the curve or steer into the skid. And just accept it. I should just go with the flow and accept what they told me to be. No, beloved. Because there are people that are calling you this thing, hoping that you will cower to what they called you and become what they called you. But, beloved, you have to survive and stand strong and say that I'm not that thing. And I will not allow you to call me this thing until I become this thing. But every time you say that I'm a liar, I'm going to say that I'm full of truth. Every time that you say that I am a, I am a garden to, I am going to say that I'm a woman with standards. Every time that you say that I'm a dog, I'm going to say that I'm a man of integrity. Every time that you say that I'm, a, that, 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 that I'm unfaithful, I'm going to say that I'm very faithful. Every time that you say that I am, I am dumb, I'm going to stand up and say I am intelligent with great wisdom. Every time they tell you that you can't do it, you're going to stand up and say I can do it because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
Yeah. Every time they say that you're never going to go back to school, you know what? I'm going to fill up the application today. Every time they tell me tell you that you can't start the business, you're going to say that I'm going to fill out the the the, the incorporation paperwork today. I'm going to see where I can get some funding. I'm going to the bank today. Every time they tell you what that you're what you're not and what you're not going to do, I want you to stand up strong and proud and say. I'm not what you said that I am, but I am this. I am this, and it doesn't matter if you continue to call me that, but I'm not going to respond anymore. I'm going to, I'm not going to walk like Jacob anymore. I'm going to walk with a limp like Israel so that when people see me, they know that that, that, that I've been through something, but the limp means that I'm not dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 my humility, the fact that I'm still here, the, the fact that, that, that I've been through hell and back, the fact that I lost some things, the fact that, 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 that the, the, the house foreclosed on me, the fact that everything that you said about me, it, it caused me to stumble, but I'm still here. Beloved, you're still here. Everything that you have went through and you're still here, it means you survived. It means that what they called you didn't kill you. It means that you struggled with God and with man and you prevailed. The limp is to let people know that, you, that you've changed and your walk is different. Because you no longer accepted what they told you you had to be and what they told you you are. I don't care what they called you. I don't care what you have been calling yourself. I want you to realize that you don't have to be that thing. You are no longer called Jacob. You are Israel. You are no longer what they called you. You are what God called you. What God has renamed you. Choose to hear the voice of God rather than the voice of everything that they told you that you were. Beloved, I'm challenging you this week to evaluate the things that you have accepted in your life that other people have called you and the things that you have called yourself and the things that other people have called you that you have begun to take on as who you are. That does not have to be your nature. Be what God told you that you could be. Be what God told you that you are. Beloved, remember that you don't have to be what they told you you had to be. But you can be what God told you you could be. God bless you and God love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And remember, never, ever, ever, ever let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. Until next time. Hello, family. Thank you for listening to another episode of Barnabas Speaks, the podcast. I am your host, Cloyd Brown. I just want to once again thank you. Thank you for coming back each week. Thank you for sharing with your friends.
And as always, I want to leave the opportunity that if you are looking to one, begin your relationship with Christ, two, have questions about your relationship with Christ, or three, you have questions about the podcast, I want you to feel free to reach out to me. You can reach out on my any of my platforms on social media, my Facebook, which is Chloe Stefan Brown, my Instagram, which is at Cloyd Brown, and my Twitter, which is at Gentleman Cloyd. You can also reach out to me via email, which is cloyd.brown at rlcrdu.com. Once again, that email is cloyd.brown at rlcrdu.com. Once again, thank you for listening. Don't be a stranger. Feel free to reach out. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you and God love you.